Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? On 93 WIBC. So let's All right. Are you ready? Oh, I've been waiting all year for this. Do you have the beer on ice? Are the wings ready? Do you got the pizza on the way? It's State of the Union night tonight. Yeah! So let's not waste any time. Let's check in with wheeling, dealing, hair sniffing, kiss stealing Joe Biden. I got hairy legs. Take a test where you're taking cocaine. (laughs) Come on, man. You ain't black. Is taking cocaine on the bingo card, Nudge. I didn't see it on the bingo card. <laughs> Is it? I didn't. Maybe I missed it. I don't know. We have a bingo card available for you to uh, download either at WIBC.com or at Hammer and Nigel, Facebook, Twitter. I think definitely the one that's going to happen out of all these things, you know, the Chi- you know, will he mention Chinese balloon? Will he say MAGA? Will he say malarkey? The thing that's definitely going to happen. Biden has a gross wet cough <laughs> in his hand. That that one's definitely that one's definitely going to happen. Download the Hammer and Nigel State of the Union bingo card right now at your leisure. So <laughs> man, where do we begin with tonight? There's gonna be so much bull crap on display this evening. So the preview that the Biden team put out to the news networks this morning kind of gives us an indicator of oh, yeah. what to expect tonight put your boots on because you are going to be up to your shins in caca that's what we're expecting hey, tonight i'm not going to smell good with the wings <laughs> so according to the white house lackeys that were doing all the early morning tv programs joe biden tonight is going to be lying about wages so, yes, he'll talk about the progress of the last two years. Let's not forget, we have seen uh, record wages go up. No, actually, real wages are down compared to inflation, which means the American public has got a pay cut. Yeah, exactly. There's no wage increase, massive inflation, the likes of which we've never seen for four decades. But yet he's still, let me guess, going to talk about the economy. He's a hero with the deficit shrinking. He's going to. Oh, maybe throw some national security stuff in there. Oh, and don't forget the gas prices. Because oh. when they go up, it's uh, not his fault. Yes. But when they go down, oh, he's going to do a victory lap. And we've seen gas prices go down again because of the, the work that this president has done. And this is where the narrator comes in. But the gas prices are not down. The price of gas was two thirty nine a gallon when he took office. Today it's three forty six. Yeah, it's the newsroom report. It's probably going to go up again next week. Oh, wonderful, wonderful! Um, and it wasn't just ha ha ha, Corinne Jean Pierre that was making the rounds this morning. Every once in a while, they let Kate Bedingfield out. Imagine being somebody that's not good enough to take the job of Corinne Jean Pierre. <laughs> 
That's like being the last person on the bench of the Orlando Magic right now. Uh, here is Kate Bedingfield talking about the good old-fashioned Chinese spy balloon. Now, what I will say about the balloon is that the president handled it effectively and with strength. <laughs> you let an unsophisticated giant white balloon that people could see from the sky they sent from china drift all the way across america and that's what did she say i can strength really, strength that's showing strength you shot it down over myrtle beach you, after it crossed the country a job well done <laughs> the chinese mission accomplished and then he shoots the thing down He's not going to mention that balloon. There's no way you can mention the balloon. I think he's got to. At some capacity, I think he has to. And it is on the bingo card. It's on the bingo card. Again, you're going to tell me that it's strength when a couple dudes in Montana just walked outside, looked up in the sky. I'll be damned. (laughs) Would you look at that? (laughs) Oh, yeah. We're just going (laughs) to let that fly across the country and spy on you. If that's strength then we do not have the same understanding of the word. I told Millie to shoot it down, (laughs) and he said no. Um, You're also going to hear Joe Biden lying tonight, saying that the Republicans want to cut Medicare and Social Security. What is going to be the Republicans' plan? What are they putting forward? Right now, as I mentioned earlier, we're hearing about cutting Social Security. We're hearing about cutting Medicare. You're hearing wrong because last night, literally last night, Kevin McCarthy came out and said these words. Cuts to Medicare and Social Security, they're off the table. (laughs) Defaulting on our debt is not an option, but neither is a future of higher taxes. Now that happened before (laughs) did that TV interview. She is so bad at her job. She is horrendous at this. Like you might not have liked Jen Psaki, but at least she was good at what she was tasked to do. She had control of the room and she was able to BS with the best of them. Corinne Jean-Pierre is lost. McCarthy goes out last night. Listen, it's off the table. No cutting of Medicare, no cutting of Social Security. She goes on Morning Joe. Oh my God, we're going (laughs) to cut Social Security and Medicare. What are we doing? Yeah, look, I mean, he's going to go out there and say the State of the Union is strong. Does it feel does it feel strong to you? I mean, with like massive prices at the grocery, billions of dollars to the borders at Ukraine, a wide open southern border, which he won't mention uh, tonight, by the way. I don't even think we I don't think we put that on the bingo card, did we? No, because there's no bother. way he's going to bring that up. There's no way. You no, know, um, just the complete failure when talking about dealing with the supply chain crisis, him and Buddha judge. On, and again, the, the massive inflation, the, the spending, he tried to pull the wool over our eyes by saying the Inflation Reduction Act was all about controlling the deficit, when in reality, it was a climate change pork party to placate the <laughs> radicals in his party. Allison, hey. did you ever see Pork Party? <laughs> is that something that you watched, you know, maybe late at night on Skin That's what it is. No, but it was on my Hammer and Nigel bingo card. <laughs> they, don't even, they don't even call it the Inflation Reduction Act anymore. They call it the Climate Change Bill because there's no inflation reducing. It's 40-year high. And yes, a climate change pork party to placate the climate radicals in his part. That's exactly what the Inflation Reduction Act was all about. And then, as if that weren't enough... 
he, he tried the old college debt forgiveness chestnut. Oh, they're passing uh, out free money again. Yeah, tiptoed around Congress for that one. I think but, passing but yes. out free stuff is on the bingo card as well. <sighs> oh, let's not forget about um, squashing that old debate about your son's laptop on Twitter. Mm, let's not yeah. forget working directly with social media to, to uh, uh, squash dissent. Hmm. Mm. There's that. But hey, we're strong. State of the Union strong. Okay, cheers. Now, keep in mind, these are the same people that said Biden showed strength when it came to the Chinese balloon. So keep that in mind when he says the uh, State of the Union is strong. And oh, by the way, the fencing is back up around the Capitol today. They what? put all of the fencing and the walls around the Capitol again today. So for well, those of you keeping score at home, walls at the border, bad. Walls at the Capitol, good. It's almost like they think putting up some sort of, I don't know, obstruction Barrier? will keep bad people from going into the Capitol. Now, number one, I don't think you're going to see bad people showing up at the Capitol. But number two, the philosophy should also apply at the border. No? If fences and walls are good for tonight, why would they not be good for Arizona, for Texas, all along the border? Uh, apparently, Biden is more afraid of Americans visiting the Capitol than the big Chinese spy balloon invading our airspace. <laughs> and Lord knows what kind of stuff they've already pulled off of that balloon. I love when people make the argument, well, they shot it down and it fell in salt water. The Chinese will never get that information <laughs> like it hasn't been sent yet. Like, I'm sure this thing was going to really make its way all the right. way back. It made it. <laughs> it's back. I can't believe it, but it's here. So ridiculous. Uh, also on the morning shows today, Pete Buttigieg, <laughs> he was part of the lackeys that was making the world tour this morning. And he was asked about Joe Biden's low approval numbers. And listen to how he polishes this turd. Uh, I will say that there have been so many accomplishments under this administration. It can be difficult to list them in a distilled way. Oh, so that's why his numbers are so bad. It's, They've got so many accomplishments, you can't see them. It's so hard to list them. <laughs> I don't have the list in front of me, but uh, yeah, he's got a lot of accomplishments, like the airline failures and delays because of uh, bad infrastructure. <laughs> Where was where was old Pete Buttigieg during uh, you know the infant formula crisis and the supply chain crisis? Was he still on paternity leave? I think he was still on paternity okay. leave. And again, maybe if we're looking at some of the things Joe Biden has done successfully, he has successfully fallen on the stairs of Air Force One. <laughs> he has successfully fallen off of a bicycle trying to do a photo op. So he's really <laughs> good at that. But listen, maybe we're being a little mean here. Maybe we're being a little bit over the top. I think this is what we need to bring America together. It's a special night in this nation. It happens on the calendar when there's a new election, the State of the Union, great moments in presidential speeches. Great moments in presidential speeches. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. The only thing we have to fear is... Fear itself. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. You ain't black. Great <laughs> moments in presidential speeches. I'm waiting for it. Tom Brady says that he will not begin his broadcast career 
until 2024. Mm. So he's going to take a year off and do single Tom Brady guy stuff. Is he single? I thought he already had some uh, some little pretty pretty young thing on his side. There's no ring on that finger. Okay. So the way I see it, there's no ring on your finger. Tom Brady can do Tom Brady guy stuff. He got like 10 years or something, didn't he? For From Fox. Yeah, 10 years, $375 million oh. contract. Oh, well, I bet Greg Olson is breathing a sigh of relief. Isn't that the guy that's currently in his spot? And he did a really good job. Former Panthers tied in. I think he played his college ball at the U, but he did a really good job. So uh, Greg Olson gets to be the guy, the analyst, for one more year on Fox. 375 for 10. And you know what? Whoa. Every single like player will give him the interview, right? Because who wouldn't want to talk to Tom Brady? Every single one, you know, will sit That's down and talk point. with him. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean, what if, do you think about him waiting a year, though? Uh, basically, I mean, if, he's out to stud. He, That's what he's doing right now. <laughs> Did you see the underwear picture that, that he posted was not yesterday? Real. I looked on his Instagram. That can't be real. I That's looked on real. The, no. He's got an underwear line. No, I looked on Instagram. He totally put a thirst trap out there for the ladies I, I, of him I, sitting I was, there in his Tom Brady line of underpants. I, that can't be real. Why? I, I was if just you owned his, underpants and you looked like Tom Brady, wouldn't you model it? But I'm just saying it. I can't. I looked on his Instagram today because I wanted to know if that was real. Or not. I just I didn't see it on there. But it's on his official Twitter. Oh, it is. Yeah. That's where I saw oh, it. Good God! <laughs> so it's Tom Brady sitting at like the edge of bed or couch or something, and he's modeling his new line of underpants. No! Oh God! No! <laughs> oh! They're, I didn't need to see that. He's highlighting the new cup area. That's he's he's got his hands over his crotch, and he's like taking a selfie in the mirror. Think about the way Britney Spears does pictures, real? and now imagine Tom Brady doing hey, that. I swear to God, I saw somebody retweet this. I thought it was a Photoshop fake. <laughs> I thought, okay, that can't be real. And then I got on his Instagram, and I didn't see it anywhere. So I thought, okay, this this is this is a fake. And uh, nope. There's does Tom. that make you want to buy his underpants? No. <laughs> that doesn't make me, ugh. Allison, would you be interested if Tom Brady ad popped up in your timeline, and there he is in his underpants? Um, I mean, I wouldn't be as disrupted as a uh, Nigel over here. That's a yes. What I heard was a yes. Uh, we've I already. Didn't, I don't, don't want to see a man in his under underpants. I'm with I'm you. Sorry. I just, I'm sorry. I'm with you. Doesn't make me anything other than I don't need to see people's private parts, except except my wife's. You know, and, and sometimes my own when I accidentally come naked in front of the mirror. Uh, even then, I don't like to look at that. This is getting really weird. Like, how often do you look at yourself nude in the mirror? Uh, on on purpose, uh, <laughs> not not very often. I try to s s sneak a peek in there when the wife's wife's in there every once in a while, but she usually locks the door to make sure I come in. <laughs> so, literally, if I understand this correctly, if you can't sneak a peek at your wife, you look at yourself <laughs> in the mirror. <laughs> Next best thing. <laughs> uh, for those who were not uh, joining us yesterday, Nige has a sizable wager <laughs> on the big game. The Chiefs and the Eagles and how much did you put? Oh, come on, come on! Uh, you, you make me say it again. First of all, there's many other people out there that have bet way more on the game. Oh, I know, and they make more money than you do. <laughs> so remind me again how much like, you have on this game. I'd love to see how, how much Pat McAfee bet on this game. It's probably tens of thousands of dollars. If I had to get, I bet four hundred dollars. 
Which is a healthy way. Four hundred dollars money line Eagles to win. Um, so yeah, I was in a bit of an emotional state after uh, I lost my Purdue bet uh, on Saturday. The American Gaming Association says that one in five Americans will place at least one bet on the game on Sunday. Wow! And they're expecting sixteen billion dollars to exchange uh, between now and the end of the game on so Sunday. That's, like f- that's that's fifty fifty million Americans. I mean, I pretty sounds pretty. Actually, I would have thought that would sound low. Yeah, I mean, and Indiana is a top ten state when it comes to sports betting. For a while, we were a top five, but now that New York and Massachusetts are in the mix, Indy's down yeah. a little bit. Okay, but I'm assuming this is all uh, above board betting. Yes, these numbers. Right. You know, legal betting. Correct. Okay. This isn't your UPS guy has a parlay card and <laughs> you give him 20 bucks and he turns it in and makes a phone call like I used to back in the day. It's the Hammer and Nigel show. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Finding the right healthcare partner for your business isn't easy, but Hancock Wellbeing at Work can help. We're a different kind of program that combines employer clinics with a wellness strategy. And in a lot of cases, we can deliver greater health benefits at a lower cost. See why well-being for your employees is well-being for your business at HancockWellbeingAtWork.org. You people disgust me. Hammer and Nigel on 93 WIBC. Jason Hammer's over there. My name is Nigel. Vaccine passports at the Indiana State House. I'm sorry, what? Let's do some vaccine stuff, please. If you would. Pharmacies, antibodies, side effects. Vaccine stuff. SB 47. Ladies and gentlemen, SB 47 vaccine passports. Uh, this is a bill authored by a few Republicans, one Democrat, uh, Senator Stacey Donato, Senator Linda Rogers, Senator Jean Lissing, and Senator Jean Bro. Um, basically uh, says that, uh, like, I thought vaccine passports have been outlawed in Indiana already, right? Current law only says vaccine passports can't be used by state or local government. It doesn't say anything about private businesses, right? Correct. So so if I'm understanding this correctly, State Bill 47 is going to go for like a uh, discussion tomorrow in front of some lawmakers at 9 a.m. They want the... Indiana Department of Health to release certain individuals upon request uh, vaccine history. So if you're a business and you go to the Indiana Department of Health and say, I want Nigel's vax history, we're thinking about hiring Nigel, this new bill would say Mm. that the State Department of Health would have to give that over. I don't like this. I don't like the fact that we're going out of our way to do more for vaccine passports and to carry the water yeah. for the Indiana Department of Health, you, 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 who certainly was not a friend of a lot of the business community during the no, lockdown. Of course not. You, you can't use vaccine passports 
basically, they either need to yank this bill or make an amendment or saying that the QR codes or digital digital IDs or vaccine passports can't be used by any business or organization within Indiana to to grant or deny uh, access and service. So do yourself a favor you know, and look up State Bill 47. Yeah, it's real. It is a thing that will be heard tomorrow, discussed tomorrow, and I hope it will be flushed in the toilet tomorrow. And again, you would expect this from predominantly Democrats because they love the pandemic. Hot damn, the pandemic was their best friend. But again, this is Indiana. It's overwhelmingly a Republican majority. And the authors of this bill, Donato and Rogers, the two main authors here, Republicans, what are you doing? Stop this. This is ridiculous. Do not embolden government agencies any more than you have to. You're supposed to be a conservative. You're supposed to be a Republican. Stop with growing government. What the hell is wrong with you people? I feel like the guy in office space. I'm good with people. What is wrong with you people? Come on. Like, I get Rob Kendall gets a little fired up from time to time and he yells at Republicans more than he does Democrats. But the reason that he does that is that he expects more. He expects more. These Republicans are acting like Democrats, and they have for a long time in Indiana. I mean, like, honestly, though, I can't remember the the last time anybody, I don't know if I ever got somebody asked to see my vaccine status, except my employer. Yeah, <laughs> our current <laughs> employer. But, yeah, I don't know. You start chipping away. You chip, chip, chip away at those, those freedoms and stuff. Boy, and that's, you know, like, it, it just, to me, I was talking about it with Guy Relford, right? And he, he looks at it as the health department is, you know, if someone wants their code, if they want, like, a, a substitute for vaccination card, for example, the concern is that, that somebody, a private individual wants that fine. But if a business or airlines could start requiring them, you know, that's that's where this comes into play. It's a slippery, it's a slippery slope. slope and it either needs to be yanked or amended. That's how two weeks to flatten the curve turn into three years. That's exactly how that curve happens. Uh, we're doing vaccine stuff. Dateline, New York City. Mayor Eric Adams lifting the covid vax mandate <laughs> for New York City workers. He released a statement, quote, with more than 96% of city workers and more than 80% of New Yorkers having received their primary COVID-19 series and more tools readily available to keep us healthy, this is the right moment for this decision. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> but there's a big but. Let me guess. Let me guess. He's going to give everybody back pay, right? Retroactive? <laughs> oh, Nigel, you and your drugs. Uh, Adams said that the 1,780 now ex-New York City employees uh, that were let go for refusing the VAX requirements won't automatically get their jobs back. And if you're thinking about back pay, you can take a one-way ticket to hell. Yeah, it, it, he's, it, it, it was a kind of a tone-deaf announcement. I mean, there's no apology at all in there. Can we get at least an apology for saying, hey, look, we probably shouldn't have fired y'all. Come back. You're not going to get your pay retroactive, but we need you back. No, no apology. No. Nope. Because that would imply that what he did was wrong, and it was. And they will never bend over like that. Let's switch gears just a little bit and play a round of Is It Racist? Oh, it's time to play Is It 
racist. Now, Allison, you are new to the Hammer and Nigel show. Do you fully understand the rules of how we play our game here? Is it racist? Um, please enlighten me. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll do one better. I'll have AOC do it. <laughs> Perfect. Is it racist? Is something racist? Yes or no? Now you understand. Oh, perfect. Okay, I get it now. Dateline Olympia, Washington. Centennial Elementary in Olympia established a special club for fifth grade students. The BIPOC, B-I-P-O-C, Black Indigenous People of Color Student Group. Principal Shannon Ritter says, quote, this space allows BPOC students to hang out, check in, possibly talk about their experiences, blah, 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 blah. But if you're white, you're not allowed to join. Oh, no whiteies allowed. This is a club that meets during school hours, sometimes during the lunch period, where people of color, they get together and talk about the problems that they're going through. So, Nige, I ask you, this club that tells Whitey to kick rocks, is it racist? Yes, it's racist. Especially during school hours, did you say? This yes. This isn't some sort of after school. Not that it would make it any better. Right. Um, but uh, if you exclude somebody because of their race, that is a very simple definition. You are a racist. Now, this isn't something that's being forced on the students. It's not like it's CRT being taught to everybody. This is a club that you volunteer to be a part of. Does that change anything here? Because these no. kids volunteer to say, yes, we want to be in the club. So I don't know how many white kids would be running to be part of the club. But if one were, they could not be a part of it. If you were excluded because of your race, especially in a state school system, uh, that's racist. It's it's pretty simple once you think about it. You know, a lot of people think this is a racist country. We elected Barack Obama not once but twice. And with the State of the Union being tonight, I think now is the perfect time for another edition of Great Moments oh, in Presidential Speeches. Please. Great Moments in Presidential Speeches. Someday, years from now, our children will run on batteries made in Korea. Great oh. Moments <laughs> in Presidential Speeches. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Great Moments in Presidential Speeches. She said it was okay for me to love balloons. Great moments (laughs) in presidential speeches. Great moment from Bill Clinton right there. (laughs) This is one fine day to be nude. Very topical speech, (laughs) balloons from Bill Clinton. Uh, Allison is our new full-time producer. Allison, hit me with a little mood music here. There you go. There's a lot going on here. Canadian man has been arrested in Oregon for leaving a dead fish at the house where the Goonies was filmed and then stealing a boat. (laughs) I'm sorry. You're going to need to slow that down for me. What the hell? That's why we played Cindy Lauper, the mood music, the Goonies kind of thing. (laughs) Canadian man has been arrested in Oregon for Uh leaving a dead fish at the house where the Goonies was filmed and then stealing a boat. His name... Jericho Wolf Labonte. <laughs> like you're making stuff up now. This is like Just a saying random thing. words, like Brick Tamlin. Um, Jericho Wolf Labonte was was arrested and charged after needing to be rescued by the Coast Guard when the boat that he stole was caught in bad weather and capsized. Here is the current homeowner of the Goonies house and then the astoria police chief talking about the string of crimes and rescue 
one of my buddies was like, dude, you will not believe what just happened. Like, check this out. But he pulls out this gigantic fish and just places it. <laughs> you know, being from Kansas City, like, you got to wonder, you know, is the guy sending a message and I'm going to be sleeping with the fishes or something, you know? Connections were being made that it was the same person and that he was at the hospital. And by the time we got involved, he'd been released from the hospital. Last I heard, by the way, the Goonies house is on sale, listed for $1.65 million. That's not too bad. You know, it's near water and, you know. It's what do you think the guy was doing with the fish? I don't know. I don't want to know. <laughs> I'm afraid he was probably doing something unsanitary. Man, the house still looks like the house back from the A. I mean, the Goonies is my favorite movie when I was a kid. I always wanted to go down that water slide at the end before they see the big pirate ship one-eyed willy i was a fat kid they made me do the truffle shuffle <laughs> shut up stop it that makes me sad really because remember as a kid i was husky so i had to wear a stripe on my football helmet because oh, i was too fat to carry the ball <laughs> and this is when this movie was really popular hammer do the truffle shuffle oh, oh come on i could sit there and to this day i watch it with my kids now i mean i put up with some of the language and stuff i try to i think i recorded on tnt where they kind of censored a little bit right but um yeah i always wanted to hang out with mouth and chunk <laughs> and data and uh i thought the chicks were hot and uh mikey and brant and uh that just a great movie just an unbelievable movie how fun would it be to hang out with jericho wolf labonte <laughs> he sounds like a good time party boy too he does dude i got an idea See that house right there? That house was the Goonies house. I got this dead fish. Let's go put it on the porch. And whatever Jericho boat. Wolf Labonte says, he gets. Like, that's a dude where you say his full name, right? You don't just say Jericho or you call him Labonte. He's Jericho Wolf Labonte. Except if you're his buddies, then you're JWF. Oh. J-Dub. Get him in the house. You make a wolf yell. <laughs> His buddies are called the Wolf Pack. <laughs> uh, there's a video that's going viral. Uh, a woman can be seen sleeping behind the wheel of her Tesla <laughs> as it speeds along a California highway. I thought they had a function to prevent that. The clip, which was recorded last week, and it's been going around social media, shows the woman sitting in the driver's seat, like slouched to one side, clearly asleep. Like there wasn't some, well, maybe she's awake, maybe she's not. No, this woman was asleep. And <laughs> there was another woman shooting a video that could be heard, you know, honking the horn and yelling, you know, wake up and <laughs> trying to wake him up on the road. But my, they, I don't understand this, though. I thought this was like the point of having the self-driving car, right? I think there's a way. Oh, I'm watching it right now. Oh, yeah, she's out cold. <laughs> She is out cold. I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think Tesla, you have to touch like uh, the weir, the steering wheel when you're using the self-driving mode. I think you have to either touch it or keep your hand on it for a certain amount of time, and then it, it shuts down. I, but I think there's a way you can rig it. I'm not an expert, but I think there's a way you can rig it so you don't, so it just self-drives and the GPS is, is humming along, and it, you can possibly fall asleep like this woman was and the thing is they, they spent 15 minutes of honking and trying to get the driver's attention and calling 911 and they don't know what happened to the they, they never caught her <laughs> they didn't catch her but i mean she was out sawing logs right. behind the wheel of that thing like if i'm gonna spend that level of money for a tesla like that that's self-driving I'm going to sleep. I'm just telling you right now, I'm going to sleep. You can honk at me all you want, all right. but that's why I bought the car. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.
Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Finding the right healthcare partner for your business isn't easy, but Hancock Wellbeing at Work can help. We're a different kind of program that combines employer clinics with a wellness strategy. And in a lot of cases, we can deliver greater health benefits at a lower cost. See why well-being for your employees is well-being for your business at HancockWellBeingAtWork.org. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? On 93 WIBC. So let's rock it! So Hammer, here's the headline from our news gathering partners at Wish TV. Indianapolis man who attempted to kill a Memphis police officer had lengthy criminal history. Now, Memphis police have been in the news for all the wrong reasons lately. This one's on the other side. What's going on? So this guy, Torrance Jackson Jr., was shot and killed by Memphis police after he opened fire upon them. So after the situation had been resolved... Records found that Torrance Jackson Jr. was from Indianapolis, and he had been arrested 39 times. Hmm. So the it's folks be some kind of record. in Memphis are not real happy with the folks here in Indy because this guy, who had 39 prior arrests, was allowed to be out in the streets and went to their community and opened fire on an officer what of the law. What did he do? Like, how did this happen? He was doing something knuckleheaded and got into an argument with the police, pulled out ah, his weapon, yeah, that's... fired at the police. I think he hit one officer, and the officer is okay. And, of oh, course, he took fire in return and was ultimately killed. But 39 times. Now, this is just recently, okay? Because his rap sheet goes all the way back to the mid-2000s. Recently, he was arrested on three counts of arson intimidation, account of resisting law enforcement, but he served less than a year in jail and quickly got back out in the streets, and within weeks he was charged with arson again and resisting law enforcement. Wow, oh, put a GPS monitor on his ankle. Just this past Just September, on. he was arrested for theft. Holy crap, you're, you're, you're still going? And resisting arrest, and he served less than two months in jail for that. So that gives you an idea of how we do things here in Indianapolis. Yeah. If you're listening and you live in a community outside of Indy, you can resist arrest. You can set places on fire, set businesses on fire. You can intimidate people and you will get a slap on the wrist and be back out real soon. And the thing is, criminals know this. They're smart. They're not dumb like uh, maybe we all think they are. They are smart. They know what they can get away with. They know exactly who will and will not talk and rat them out. And that's a huge problem in policing with policing is that, they, you know, they have these violent felons incarcerated, but they have to let them out because nobody, everybody is scared that they're going to get out, which they probably will under, uh, uh, you know, Marion County prosecutor's office and their rules and the judges. 
And they're smart. They know that they can game the system. And they'll be back out on the street in in weeks, if not days. Again, three counts of arson, intimidation, and resisting law enforcement, all in one hearing and less than one year in jail. So three counts of arson, basically telling the police or somebody nearby, I'm going to bleeping kill you, and then trying to fight with the police as they took him into custody. He got less than a year, got back out in September, resisting arrest, Mm. theft, and served less than two months in jail. Man, the revolving door. I know we say it all the time. You're probably tired of hearing about it. We're tired of talking about it, but now other cities around the country. Now, keep in mind, Memphis, it's not like that's some sort of mild-mannered, very quiet community. There's some drama that goes down in Memphis. Absolutely. And they're looking at Indianapolis going, what the hell? Let that sink in. Memphis is looking at Indianapolis going, what is your problem right now? Do you have the uh, keg tap tonight? Oh, yeah. Do you have the, some, maybe some cans of beer on ice getting ready to tailgate for the State of the Union hammer? Yes, I've got the cooler pulled up next to the recliner, and I am <laughs> ready to go, Nigel. So you don't even have to get up to go to the refrigerator, which is in the next room? Just bend down, pick it up, and watch Joe Biden try. That's my game plan tonight. Oh, uh, you can download the uh, Hammer and Nigel State of the Union bingo card by uh, going to a various number of places, our Twitter, our Facebook, WIBC.com, and play along with us tonight. Instagram, it's up there, too. Follow us on the gram, as the kids would say. Uh, Biden expected to call for unity and cooperation between <laughs> Republicans and Democrats tonight. <laughs> that makes Wait, Biden, the same guy that called uh, anyone that supported Donald Trump, anyone that voted for Donald Trump, extreme MAGA, Republicans, a threat to democracy. If you happen to even just cast a vote for Donald Trump, one of the 75 million to do so, you're a threat to democracy. This is the same guy that wants unity now with Republicans. White House officials Hmm. told the press in a call on Tuesday morning that Biden will be announcing new policies in his unity agenda. And you can hear all about that tonight. Want to hear some highlights? Sure, yeah, yeah. The unity agenda, focusing on key issues that Joe Biden believes can be addressed crossing party lines, like the opioid epidemic, mental health, medical services for veterans, and we're going back to this, cancer research. I promise you... uh if I'm elected president, you're going to see the single most important thing that changes America is we're going to cure cancer. So he's curing cancer tonight again, Nige. I mean, I agree. Those are all. Uh, where is that cure, by the way? Are we going to, we got to wait another year for that? Is he still? Is he oh, got he's got to win a second term before you get the cure. Oh, okay. He's got it locked up with all the Russian collusion. <laughs> but if he wins, he might give you the antidote. It's, it's sitting next to his uh, Corvette, isn't it? I, I didn't see anything about. Um, I don't know. Crisis at the border. In no, there. no, no, no. That's not going to be there tonight. How can he not mention that? 1.2 million gotaways since Biden took office. That means these are people that illegally crossed that wanted to evade uh, officials and not be taken into a camp and not be granted temporary asylum. They did not want to be seen. These are traffickers. These are um, molesters. These are murderers that 1.2 million gotaways. I'm not saying all of them are bad, but man, there's a reason why they didn't want to get caught by uh, ICE at the border. 1.2 million.
And along the same lines of the border, Joe Biden wants to talk about the drug epidemic. Well, you know what would help the drug epidemic if you were a little tougher at the border? Because right now, fentanyl is just rolling through this border by the truckloads. Yeah. Uh, It's going to be a long night, but we've got you covered. The bingo card is out, and we've got it here tonight, right after IU basketball. Uh, If you are out and you're running errands and you hate yourself, uh, (laughs) tune in to Joe Biden, State of the Union, tonight here in 93 WIBC. By the way, um, uh, my neighbor Deb just texted me, cooler by the couch. Amen, Hammer. We ain't rookies. Let's go. (laughs) Deb and I are going to hang out tonight. We're going to play a little drinking game and the bingo game tonight. Um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the newly elected governor of Arkansas, she's doing the GOP response tonight. Now, I'm actually somewhat excited to hear what she has to say, because it sounds like her message is going to be Joe Biden is unfit to be the president of the United States. That's something totally different then. Right. That's a mental uh, disqualification type deal, right? The conversation we've all had, but nobody wants to have out loud. Sarah Huckabee Sanders tonight is going to be like, screw it. We have to talk about this guy. He's not fit to be the president. So no matter what you're doing tonight, whether you're playing our bingo game, whether you're drinking with Deb and I, (laughs) we want to make sure that you get in the mood. So... Here's another great moment in presidential speeches. Great moments in presidential speeches. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The best way to get something done, if you if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway. Great moments <laughs> in presidential speeches. Yes, very nice. I feel inspired. Hammer and Nigel presents... Is... It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. Yeah. Is this... Anything on Hammer, how do we play? Is this anything? I will run some stories by you. You will break down all of the information and you'll give us a verdict. Is the story anything or not? We start with this. Is this anything? A Canadian man pulled a stunt at a city council meeting by eating a chili pepper to prove that climate change is not a huge deal. <laughs> He said that even if something heats up a little bit, it's not the end of the world. Here he is eating the pepper to make his statement. I brought a chili pepper and I was going to eat it and show that even if something does heat up a little bit, it's not the end of the world. But in this issue specifically, I've noticed that many people are not giving the due to the oil field. The pepper's heating up a little bit, but it's not a big issue. I wanted to demonstrate that because a lot of people say <laughs> that if Canada was to heat up, it would be the end of the world. So but dumb. South America is way warmer than Canada. And people vacation there all the time. Uh, no, this is nothing. This is dumb, dude. You're not, you're not helping. Okay. That's, uh, but it does remind me of uh, great moments in hot pepper history. Oh, really? That guy has nothing on the dude that vaped a ghost pepper. If any of you don't know what a Carolina Reaper is, Guinness Book of World Records recognizes it 
as the world's hottest pepper. Okay, I'm gonna vape it first. Oh god, that! Oh, oh my god, my lungs are on fire! Oh, oh my god! Oh, God. <laughs> Great moments in hot pepper history. That guy should have been the one to testify. Yes, absolutely. Quote, oh, my God. <laughs> I could listen to that all day long. <laughs> Is this anything? In a uh, video that's gone viral, a woman believes that she sees a snake inside of her washing machine. So she calls her husband in to remove it. Here's how that went down when he pulls something out. No, it's not. That's your underwear. Th- no, it's not. That is a snake. That is. No, don't touch it. Don't touch it. Ah! Is it? It's underwear. <laughs> it was her, her undergoods. It was her panties. Oh yeah, that's something. That's hilarious. Um. It just, you know, good thing it didn't, like, go the other way. Like, if the husband would have opened the dryer and seen something he didn't recognize, it's like, honey, who put these, who put this wind sail in here? (laughs) Oh, never mind, it's your underwear. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Then that would have been bad. That would have been something. Honey, when did we get a parachute? (laughs) Oh, Sorry. Oh, God! <laughs> you sound like the Carolina Reaper guy. Oh, God! Oh, man. Ooh, careful there. That almost that almost forced a little bit of a puke. Uh-oh. Wouldn't Ooh, be the first time. Accidental puking here. Is this anything? A New York man thought... Look, at this point, Allison's so regretting leaving Tony's show. I know. Sorry. Like, the look of disgust on Allison's <laughs> face right now. a lot of hacking going around here. <laughs> BA5 variant. I'll be all right. I just got my 10th booster yesterday. Everybody be fine. It'd be way worse if you didn't have that booster. Is this anything? A New York man thought he was taking a flight to Sydney, Australia to get on a cruise, but he accidentally chose Sydney, Montana. <laughs> I wonder if he saw the balloon. <laughs> he noticed his mistake when his first flight landed in Billings. Here is Kingsley and the American <laughs> Airlines employee that really took the time to help him out. I saw mounting top covered with white snow. At that point, I knew I was in trouble. It's a matter of acronyms. S-Y-D as opposed to S-D-Y. Somebody has to fix that. He was really funny. Oh. Kingsley came and he goes, I've got a problem. For Carol, it was not a paycheck. It was a human being she was dealing with. Montana didn't have kangaroos. It had Carol. And that was <laughs> I don't know what he's saying. I can't me. understand what he's saying. Something about kangaroos and Carol. Right. It's like he landed and looked around and didn't see kangaroos. <laughs> and that was his first Oh, wow. Instinct. Uh, how that's stereotyping Australia, isn't it? Oh, I just got a bunch of can- That'd be like, that would be, I mean, that would be frustrating, though, thinking you're flying to Sydney, Australia. And you fly, like... Uh, honey, I thought we were going to Brazil. I mean, it says Brazil in the thing. I see a bunch of cows, and it's in Indiana. <laughs> we're in Indiana, we're not in South America. Um, I think it. I think what happened was the airport codes are very similar. Right. Uh, SYD is Australia, and SDY is in Eastern Montana. So the guy, from what I can understand, he 
just canceled his trip and went home. <laughs> it was kind of like when news. Jim Carrey was in Dumb and Dumber and they went the wrong way. I thought the Rocky Mountains would be a little rockier than this. Uh, John Denver's full of... <laughs> That's how my man felt yeah. when he landed in Montana. Hammer and Nigel. They should have been fired a long time ago. I think we got a show. Oh, yeah, we got a show. We definitely got a show. On 93 WIBC. Oh, yeah! Dude, this thing about uh, Kyle Busch, NASCAR, being sentenced in Mexico is crazy. We'll get to that in just a few minutes, okay, with some legal stuff. But before we move on, we're getting ready for the uh, State of the Union address tonight. And it's time, ladies and gentlemen, please, another great moment in presidential speeches. Great moments in presidential speeches. There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once, shame on Shame on you. <laughs> it fooled me. We can't get fooled again. Great moment. <laughs> You're damn right. Presidential speeches. We won't be fooled again. Uh. Thank you, W. <laughs> uh, Allison, let's fire up some legal stuff. Crime. Punishment. Judges. Legal stuff. An indie family demanding three IMPD officers be held accountable after the shooting of a 24-year-old man who fell asleep in a car outside of his grandmother's driveway. Ooh, let's get into this one. This is a tough one. Let's 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 dig down here. Anthony Macklin says he fell asleep in the car outside of grandmother's home and did not want to go inside to wake her up. So he got home late, didn't want to wake grandma up, so he went to sleep in his car. Well, Grandma didn't recognize the car because apparently it was a rental, so she called the police. You know, there's a strange car in our driveway. It looks like somebody's passed out in it. The police show up, and IMPD says that Macklin had a weapon and was moving around toward the weapon. So they opened up fire. Now, the attorney for Macklin says that he did not in any way point a weapon at police officers and that he was shot as many as three dozen times, spent 17 days in the hospital and underwent six surgeries. So now the family has filed a tort claim against Indianapolis Mayor Joe Hogsett, IMPD Chief Randall Taylor, and the three officers uh, that were involved in the situation. Okay, that's what the family says. Uh, Did you say... His vehicle, or he was shot three dozen times. That's he was shot three dozen times, oh, no, no, oh. and his vehicle was shot as many as three dozen times. Yeah, so yeah, he was shot three, three times. To- okay, he was shot three times. His vehicle is three dozen times. Wow. What does the IMPD say? They said Macklin had a gun in his lap when they tapped on his window, and he Ooh. started to make movements Ooh. before the officers opened fire. So it's he said, she said at this point here. Well, we'll see what the body cam footage says. Right. And this is why I love body cam footage. If the officers overreacted, we will see that, and the lawsuit may very well be justifiable. If the guy did have a weapon, then all of these claims seem to be a moot point at this point. He's the I, At least IMPD is saying the gun was in his lap, and they were trying to wake him up, like by tapping on the window, the glass of his car, the window of his car. Right. And they're saying... Hmm. That's 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 rough because if you're out part, I don't know what this guy was doing. I don't know what is if at all if he had like alcohol in his system or was out partying because it says it was New Year's Day. 
Yeah. You know, it may have been out New Year's Eve. I have no idea. I'm just speculating at this point. And if you if you've ever slept in a car, it's it's <laughs> which I've done many times in my age. I've never slept with a gun on my lap. Right. As as accused, as the IMPD says he was. But I yeah, this is this is a tough one. This is I mean, like I mean, if you're an officer and you're looking in there and you need to get this guy awake, you don't know who he is. And the person who called 911 says she doesn't know who he is. And you see him and he's laying there with a gun on his person and he makes a move. Then what are you supposed to do? But did he make a move? That's the question. Or was he just coming to uh, and just waking up? Right. And I'm hoping that the footage that the officers should have had rolling will come out and we'll find out one way or the other. Because if he did not have a weapon or didn't point the weapon or whatever this is going to be real interesting to see how it goes down so we will keep an eye on this and we'll wait for that body cam footage to come out all right so let's get into kyle bush here yeah this is so weird so kyle bush and his wife went on a cancun vacation shortly before the you know season kicked off they had a little exhibition race this past weekend out in los angeles that was a weird thing by the way just a side note <laughs> at, the, at the forum in la right that little exhibition race uh, so kyle bush had a firearm in his luggage and he was detained at the airport in mexico he put out a tweet explaining his side of the incident quote in late january samantha and i and that's his wife, Samantha and I enjoyed a several-day vacation in Mexico. When departing the country, my handgun was flagged during a routine screening at the airport. I have a valid concealed carry permit from my local authority and adhere to all handgun laws, but I made a mistake by forgetting it was in my bag. Discovery of the handgun led to my detainment while the situation was being resolved. I was not aware of the Mexican law and had no intention of bringing my handgun into Mexico. My family and I consider the issue closed. That was the statement from Kyle Bush. Does Mexico consider it closed? Well, that's interesting because Bush was sentenced to three and a half years in prison. Oh, my God. And must pay a fine, uh, the equivalent of over $1,000. But he's already returned to the United yeah, States. Yeah, he's already back. He finished third at that, uh, that uh, Clash exhibition race in Los Angeles. So it's kind of unclear whether or not he's going to be imprisoned in Mexico or not. So, yeah, I'm reading here the statement from the Mexico prosecutor does not explain how Bush's three and a half year prison sentence will be handled, if at all. It did reveal that uh, six hollow point cartridges were found inside the handgun. Wow. I'd kind of be pooping my pants a little bit. Right, because you I mean, saw what happened with Brittany Griner. She had a little bit of vape cartridge. Now, this was Russia, not Mexico. Uh, what, but You know, I, I don't know what the extradition rules are for uh, when an American commits a crime on Mexican soil. And how did he get back so fast? They just pay everybody, here's five grand, you get five grand, you get five grand, I'm getting oh, on this plane. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming he was flying private. I, I could be wrong. How did the handgun get in to the country in the first place? Maybe it wasn't private since he had to go through security. I have no idea. Uh, this is even, crazy. But if, if, if I'm, I don't care who I am. He's got tens of millions of dollars. You know, he's a real, I, I can never see him being like. You can pay people off. I mean, let's be honest. That's Especially how it in works. Mexico. <laughs> right. And Kyle Bush has got a lot of money. So that's how I'm visualizing this played off. 
Uh, we got some even more legal more, stuff here. Even more legal stuff. A guy tried to smuggle chicken wings into a jail. <laughs> well. A guy in Georgia. Okay. Facing charges after trying to smuggle in two big bags of chicken wings. His name well, is Michael. That doesn't sound so bad. Dixon. <laughs> He's 45 years old and guards at DeKalb County Jail near Atlanta. Saw him sneaking around the lobby last Friday. A couple, yeah, that's, that's, what's wrong with that? He had a box cutter with him. It's not clear yeah. whether or not he was trying to smuggle that in or not. But he brought in tons of other stuff, including the big bag of chicken wings. Yeah. But the bag also contained... Weed, cocaine, ah, there's the cigs, rub. cigars, <laughs> lighters, cell phones, you jewelry. Hooked, you hooked me with that headline. Man arrested for smuggling chicken wings into jail. It also had weed and cocaine in it. That's why you always have to read the story, folks. Just don't go by the headlines. Click on the story and read the whole thing. All right, now I understand it a little bit better. That makes sense. By the way, DeKalb County Jail, do you know what in pop culture makes that significant, Nige? No, not off the top of my head. No, DeKalb no. County is the birthplace of the big boss man, former WWF wrestling <laughs> legend. And then fictionally, it was the Cobb County that he represented. <laughs> Many people feel like it was the DeKalb County Jail that he was really trying to represent. Well, if... if Kyle Wells was still here. He probably would have gotten that one way before I did. <laughs> Allison, he what you do? Wrestling, Allison? Would you, would you have known the big boss man was the answer to that trivia question? Yeah, I'd even know who he was talking about. Big boss, yeah. <laughs> Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Finding the right healthcare partner for your business isn't easy, but Hancock Wellbeing at Work can help. We're a different kind of program that combines employer clinics with a wellness strategy. And in a lot of cases, we can deliver greater health benefits at a lower cost. See why well-being for your employees is well-being for your business at HancockWellBeingAtWork.org. This situation absolutely requires a really futile and stupid gesture be done on somebody's part. We're just the guys to do it. Hammer and Nigel on 93 WIBC. So, Stephen A. Smith, controversial, outspoken sports commentator on ESPN. Probably one of the highest paid in the world sports comment, in terms of sports commentating. Yes. I mean, in the world. I'm not just talking the country. He is a very highly paid tens of millions of dollars a year. Uh, definitely the highest paid at ESPN. And I don't always agree with him. But I like to watch him. I think he yeah. makes great points sometimes. He's not afraid to mix it up. And on his show, uh, First Take, he had former NBA player Jay Williams on, a former Duke product, played in the NBA with the Chicago Bulls. And it was about Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving recently demanded a trade, got traded to Dallas. You know, he's a controversial dude in him, in his own right. Why? Right, because the whole flat earther stuff and then refusing to get vaxxed and 
Yeah. I mean, the flat earther stuff was dumb, but I was 100% <laughs> behind him with the vax stuff. So the knock on Stephen A. Smith is, is that he beats up on Kyrie Irving because he doesn't like him, but he lets a couple of his buddies off the hook, like Dana White. UFC president who recently got busted for domestic abuse hasn't said too much at all about that, but he keeps ripping on Kyrie Irving. So Jay Williams, not afraid to mix it up himself, he went on first take with Stephen A. Smith, and the subject was Kyrie Irving. The New York Daily News? No, but that's not going to happen. We we put a different kind of onus on our athletes than we do, and you may mention that on your podcast. I, I, I don't deny that. Wait, so first off, I'm not the one. I don't deny that. I'm being sensitive. I don't deny watching, that. But you're the one that seemed very emotional. Oh right my God! And go it's ahead, matter, Stephen. Go, go ahead, Jay. Come on, man. Go ahead, Jay. Come on, man. Go ahead, Jay. I'm not, I'm not sitting up here on national TV absolving Kyrie Irving of every every decision. I'm not going back and reaccounting every decision. I'm just saying how it's interesting to me. It just carries such a bigger momentum, in particular with you, more so than anything, anybody else. You know what? What I would ask you is do me a favor. Stop telling us what you find interesting and just tell us what you feel. I like it. So TV, man. Getting into it. This was good TV. I'm not sure exactly. I understand they're talking about Kyrie Irving, but I'm, I'm still not sure I understand the, the, the argument. So basically, you've got Jay Williams calling Stephen A. Smith soft because he'll pick on Kyrie uh, Irving, yeah. but he doesn't have the testicular fortitude to pick on other people. Well, that's a big That's a big allegation. That's a, that's To say that to Stephen A. Smith's face is you got to give Jay Williams credit for calling him out like that. And I don't know if it's true or not. I don't watch that show enough to you know understand the dynamic there. But uh, it, it doesn't seem like Stephen A. Smith is afraid to call out anybody. Here's a little bit more. You, you, say, you say, I find it interesting. You always say that. Say what you're saying. <laughs> what are you saying? What did I just say? What are you saying? It seemed, what am I saying? I just said what I'm saying, Stephen A. Which is, and I'm not allowed to say what I find interesting. Of course you are. But like once again, you you, I invite you person. on the show to you say what's interesting. He thinks you're too preoccupied with Kyrie, too hard on Kyrie. Did I Bridget Bridget Kyrie Irving last week before he demanded a trade? We were talking football. How many times have I mentioned Kyrie Irving over the last few I weeks? I don't seem to I don't seem to be the one being triggered right now. Well, it's I'm always triggered. No, you're not. <laughs> oh yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you are not. (laughs) (laughs) You know what that sounds like? Rob Kendall and Jim Lucas going back and forth. (laughs) Representative Lucas and Rob Kendall. Instead of it being on Twitter, that was the on-air version right there. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. (laughs) No, you're not. Yes, I am. He turns it around on him. Sort of like LeBron doing his uh, book review. It's a very, 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 very very smart man that wrote that. Are you good with this, Nige? Uh, Walmart is now selling a breakup bear just in time for Valentine's Day. Uh, I'm sorry, a what? Breakup bear. It's like a teddy bear. And it's for when you're ready to break up with somebody. It plays the song Bye 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 from NSYNC. And (laughs) (laughs) you're just supposed to give it to whoever you're dating. Say, here's a bear. By the way, this is no longer working out. You press its little bear belly and it plays Bye 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 from NSYNC. There's got to be a TikTok video somewhere on this. (laughs) Somebody giving it to their boyfriend or girlfriend. Happy Valentine's Day and breaking up with you. Here's a teddy bear. Bye, 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 bye. Like the whole part of breaking up at Valentine's Day is you don't have to buy the gift, right? Come on. They're trying to sucker people who are amateurs here. You break up before Valentine's Day and before Christmas so you don't have to buy a gift. That is genius. That's what I told my boys. 
That's what I tell my kids right now. <laughs> That's the advice you give your 18-year-old? Right, because my youngest just got into a relationship with a girl. Oh, I was like, dude, you got into a relationship right before Valentine's Day. Now you got to buy a gift. That's a rookie mistake. <laughs> Don't let that happen again. <laughs> We've got a, a weird schedule here. Uh, Tony Katz is coming up next. Yes, and then we've got uh, an update on a story you had when I was gone. Yes, involving uh, the foster uh, foster care and a bill trying to make its way through the uh, legislature. And then, of course, tonight, the State of the Union address right after IU basketball. And to get you in the mood, here's more great moments in presidential speeches. Great moments in presidential speeches. Things are going good for you. And for our country, thank you. I love you, too. Thank you. That's the guy, but I love him. Whoever the hell you are, I love him. Great moments in presidential speeches. You're listening to The Hammer and Nigel Show. Hey, Tony! Hey, Tony! Pretty boy. Tony! It's Tuesday with Tony Cass on The Hammer and Nigel Show. Uh, Don't want to keep Tony waiting. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here hooking up live with Tony Katz for Tuesdays with Tony. Tony, how are you? I'm solid. What's we, what are we doing? What's um, going on? Well, look, um, definitely want to get your thoughts, uh, your preview, your predictions for the State of the Union address tonight. But you know, we've had a couple days to digest the infamous Chinese spy balloon. Um, maybe this is a bad pun, but you're, you know, you're, you're thirty thousand foot view. Hi, of, of, of what of, took of place. What? Wait, wait, the balloon or the State of the Union? No, we'll, we'll get to the State of the Union uh, here in a minute, but just the, the the biggest story this week was the Chinese balloon, and it's just, it's been a disaster and an embarrassment for the United States, I think. Um, well, I... I don't know how to describe it uh, properly. I mean, if, if you're going to give me the answer of what it is, well, then okay, then that's w- w- what, it, what it is. I think the bigger question, outside of anybody feeling shame about this thing and how it was handled, um, who lied to us and when and who's lied more? Joe Biden or the Defense Department? Was this thing discovered on Wednesday uh, in, in Montana or was it only uh, discussed because somebody looked in the sky and said, hey, look, a balloon. Did the, did the administration try to not have anybody talk about this thing until after the meeting with China? And the only reason the meeting with China was canceled was because they couldn't get away from the fact that everybody was talking about this thing. <laughs> why wasn't it shot down over the Aleutian Islands? And why wasn't it shot down over Montana when even the senator from Montana, Steve Daines, says, what's the worst that could happen? You kill a cow or a prairie dog? His words, <laughs> not mine. So there's a tremendous amount to this story. You shoot it down off the coast of South Carolina, but you don't shoot it down earlier. But shooting it down could have led to something catastrophic, but you did it anyway. There's a tremendous amount here. I do believe it is a scandal in terms of not only how the Biden administration acted, but how the Defense Department treated us by then saying, oh, well, you know, this happened to Trump. And oh, wait, Trump didn't know it, too. Now it may have never happened at all. And they lied. Yeah, the angles here are many. 
but I'm fascinated with the government angle here because for argument's sake, let's say that the government led by at the time General Mattis knew about this and did not tell Donald Trump. Now you're talking about something totally different compared to Joe Biden just doing Joe Biden things and letting it go across the country. If the government knew about this, yeah. if the military knew about this and did not tell Donald Trump, we're going to have to have some tough conversations. Maybe somebody needs to go to jail. Same thing is true if this balloon was discovered by the military days before uh, coming across the Aleutian Islands and no one told Joe Biden till Wednesday. I may not be a fan of Biden politically, but I am a fan of the chain of command. And if some military jerk face thought that he and I may I mean this thought that he could see this thing tell some superiors and no one told the president if that happened yeah I want people court martialed I want people in jail for a good long time same thing is true with Trump it doesn't change because I more agree with one guy's politics than another guy's politics I believe in the chain of command I believe in the rules and if they weren't being followed and the commander in chief wasn't being notified then I want people in jail. I agree. Yeah, I mean, this was just seems like a, a huge test from China. I mean, that's the bigger picture here, right? This this slow moving, seemingly low technological. It doesn't didn't seem very advanced, but it was slow and methodically moving in the, uh, across the entirety of the country. What does that say uh, about the United States to China? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it says we'll just accept anything. Yeah. I'm not sure if, 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 it, if it says we're, we're slow to uh, response. I'm not sure if it says go on, do something else. I'm not sure how you describe what it says. I think it means a little something a little bit different uh, to, to everyone. What it should say to us is that anybody who trusts China is out of their yeah. head is a deluded psychopath fool who cannot be put in any position of power ever. It was a big floating middle finger. Let's just call it what it was. It was a big floating (laughs) middle finger going across the country. Uh, Tuesdays with Tony. Tony Katz with us. All right, Tony. Tonight, they're going to prop up Joe Biden like they do on Weekend at Bernie's. They're going to put peanut butter on his dentures to make it look like he's talking like they did in Mr. Ed. And we're going to have ourselves a good old-fashioned State of the Union. Are you excited? Why do you have to be like that? You're excited I mean, for it. Come I mean, on. Honestly, You're tailgating tonight. You got the wings going. You got the got beverages cigars. out, the cigars, the bourbon. You're ready. I I want to go back to what did Mr. Ed ever do to you? <laughs> That's an insult to Mr. Ed. <laughs> um, yeah, I, look, I, I'm ready. I, I will be watching. I don't think I'm live streaming tonight, although anything's possible. Uh, I'm, I'm very curious in the backdrop of the balloon, in the backdrop of uh, the economics where you'll have Biden tell us how everything's great and his plan's really working, but that's just not the case. As you see Zoom laying off 1,300 people today, it's 15% of their workforce, and he's going to tell us that everything's great and and it's just going terrific, and uh, if only Republicans would work with him more. I mean that's it's a weird it's a weird message to put out there, especially when he does the whole unifier thing. And just days before, he's with Democrats in Philadelphia calling Republicans crazy. 
I mean, any mention of a, a crisis at the border? Do you think those words no, will cross border, his lips? Border, I don't think border comes up. I know it got brought up by Republicans today, and I shared it on the show as the Republicans gathered to, to you know, try and put out some of the messaging prior. Um, no, no conversation is going to happen about the border. Absolutely nothing. Now, the GOP response tonight is a familiar name. It's newly elected Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee. Sanders, it sounds like the gist of her speech tonight is going to be that Joe Biden is unfit to be the president. The uncomfortable conversation. Are you looking forward to hearing Sarah Huckabee Sanders tonight? Uh, yes, very much so. Because if she's going to go down this road that that Joe Biden is unfit, we're having a much, much different conversation. We're not talking about having a rebuttal uh, over, over what's stated in the State of the Union. We're talking about a rebuttal to the person. And to the to the fitness that doesn't usually happen. So this is a whole different take in the conversation, and I'm really looking forward to it. All right, you've got two shows on this program, Tony. You've got uh, Tony Katz on the morning news uh, six to nine, and then Tony Katz today nine to noon. What can people expect noon tomorrow? To three. Noon to three. See, there's this show called Kendall and Casey. I, I know that was honestly. Not a- <laughs> I'd be better off with those three hours. Uh, giving it to them is just. Just like this weird charity thing we do here oh, no. at oh, WIBC. It. It's, it's very strange. Six it's very to nine, strange. noon to three. My Six bad. to nine, noon to three, and then uh, in your bedroom's late night if you just turn around. <laughs> I feel very uncomfortable going from the six to nine and then Tony talking about the bedrooms. I don't know what's All going right. on here, but Tony, thank you for joining us. Well, you're welcome, Hammer. <laughs> it's the Hammer and Nigel I show. I see you. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, hold on. Before we hit traffic we're missing something here oh that's right every hour today on the hammer and nigel show we're giving you great moments in presidential speeches great moments in presidential speeches ask not what your country can do for you ask what you can do for your country the only thing we have to fear is fear itself mr gorbachev Tear down this wall. Get ready, Val. You're going to have a problem. Great moments in presidential speeches. The Hammer Night. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Finding the right healthcare partner for your business isn't easy, but Hancock Wellbeing at Work can help. We're a different kind of program that combines employer clinics with a wellness strategy. And in a lot of cases, we can deliver greater health benefits at a lower cost. See why well-being for your employees is well-being for your business at HancockWellbeingAtWork.org. Show Jason Hammer right over there. My name is Nigel. So Hammer, a quick update to a story we had last week. You were actually out the day we talked to Melody Gandy. She was set to testify last week, along with other foster parents, at the State House for Bill 1188, HB 1188. She's all about protecting the children. 
in foster care from being forced to visit with an abuser, being sent back to unsafe homes, and getting out of foster care faster. That's what this bill is all about. Um, we'll go to the drivehubler.com hotline for an update. Uh, Melody back on the phone with us. Melody, so it was, uh, I think, I think a week ago today that we were talking, and you were all set to testify the next morning at the State House uh, about getting this bill passed. Um, you are heavily involved in the foster care system and you are um you are the mother of an adopted son and by the way again congratulations he's just a beautiful little boy so thank you so tell us tell us where we're at did you wind up testifying no i sadly did not so there were there was a small group of foster parents who had been asked to testify for hb 1188 um last wednesday morning we were supposed to be at the the state house at 8 a.m and if you can imagine you know being a parent with kids you need to get off to school or you need to be at work we all you know changed our schedules and made sure we had child care in place to be there because this is an important bill all of us have taken care of foster children in our homes and have, you know, experience. We are on the front lines of caring for these children in our homes. So we have that experience. And we wanted to share with the committee of this bill why we feel this bill is so important for children who are in foster care in the state of Indiana. And so there was a small group of us. Um, we tried to get into the hearing, but we were not able to even get into the hearing. So we weren't even in the room. We were like it was just a group of us probably about six or seven foster parents having to stand outside the committee hearing room for this bill and had to stand outside and wait um and then just to find out they weren't even going to call us to testify well that is rude if not despicable melody i'm sorry you guys it was was just very disappointing because here we are you know we are indiana citizens who are voters who are you know tax-paying citizens of the state of indiana but who also also care very deeply for children a lot of us i mean there was one mom there who's been fostering for 10 years um she's adopting her home she i think she lived like two hours away um and so i think it ended up that they did have two foster parents testify i think the concerning part was that it didn't feel balanced um they had dcs and they had um two judges who were given the floor and who are opposing our bill um and they were the ones that were given ample time to testify against this bill. So, Melody, help me out here. You made time. You went there at 8 a.m. You did everything right. They asked There's you to a, come down. They asked you to come down. You did everything by the book as you were told to. And these people made this experience miserable for you. And they allowed your opponents to speak and not you. Do I have this correct? Yeah, I mean, they still allow, I mean, there were still foster parents who were able to give their story. But like I said, it just didn't feel balanced. It felt very... like it was heavy on the opposition of why this bill shouldn't happen and it was not child centric at all there wasn't anyone talking about the child it was more parent centric again about you know we have let's talk about the parents let's talk about dcs let's talk about what it's like to be a judge in the system well well and like i what i did afterwards is i went up to the house floor and i looked for legislators that were in that meeting and i found one and i spoke to him directly and i said this is disappointing because you 
need to be listening to us. We are the ones who are caring for these children in our homes. We watch the trauma that they have to go through. And so you need to be also, I, I agree, you do need to listen to the opposition. That You have to do that anytime you're trying to get a bill passed. You know, you can't just have, you know, you got to have pros and cons for everything. At the same time, you know, you, ha- you also need, it just felt again like a gut punch of like, as a foster parent, like our voice doesn't matter. And that's what I told that legislator. I said, we are trying to share these stories because these children are innocent and they need somebody to advocate and be the voice for them. And Melody, I'm so glad you did that because it's worth reminding everyone, these people work for you. They work for us. They are the elected officials and they work for us. And I understand sometimes when meetings run long and time becomes a factor and things get cut short, but it sounds like they They not only did that, they never let you in and they treated you poorly. Who's in charge of the committee? Well, I would say that committee person, he has come back to us. I would not say it was all on him. I would say that he he has come back to us and has shared that he does want to hear. He wants to do like a Zoom call at some point and listen to our testimonies and make sure that we are, you know, heard at some point. The bill um, is on pause right now um, and it has not been voted on. So why is there such I, I think the last week um, you or your your friend that's, that's helping you out, Braylon, yes, Braylon was, Braylon, yes. um, she used the word tunnel vision for the state, getting these kids back into uh, certain situations, um, being sent to unsafe homes and 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 not being able to get out of the system quicker. Um, why? I mean, just talk about what HB 1188 is and how, you know, what your experience has been like. Yeah, so HB 1188 is a, a bill that we would like to see passed because we have seen. Um, a lot of situations, including her, she had two foster uh, care. She had two children in foster care that were having to do visits with their abuser. So these, are, this would be somebody who has abused this child. That's the reason why they're in foster care, and they are having to do visits with their abuser. And sometimes that is a parent, or sometimes it is a step parent. But we don't want children to have to be forced into those situations. And so we are asking that that children should not have to go and do visit, force visits with an abuser who is possibly sexual, especially in regards to sexual abuse. We don't want those children to have, they're already living that trauma. They've lived it. They don't need to have to keep being triggered by that. And so that's one part of the bill. The other part of the bill is that right now in the state of Indiana, we do have laws for termination of parental rights and that there's a certain time frame that a caseworker in D.C need to file for termination of parental rights. But unfortunately, and in the situation of the foster parents that I was testifying with last week, none of our kids had gotten to TPR. So for example, my husband and I have been fostering um, our foster, our, our newly adopted son um, will turn four in a couple weeks. He's been in the system since birth. He's been in and out of the system since birth. So we had him, so he had been in foster care for three and a half years and his case had never gotten to TPR, which means 
you know, and and there were kids stories that I heard where the I mean we're talking four, five, six years, they're still in care. We need to tighten that language up. We need to make sure that if there are laws that are saying by twelve, fifteen months if these parents aren't doing their court ordered services, we need to file for termination of parental rights. And so if there there are laws out there and policies, we just need to be making sure they're they're happening. And if they're not, then we need to have this bill come in so that that language is tightened up and those things are being enforced. So, Melody, finally, uh, what's the status of HB 1188 and do any of the lawmakers have your back on this? So right now, like I said, the bill was not voted on last Wednesday. It's on pause. Um, they are working on the language of the bill. Representative Good. Lauer is the author of the bill. He He came out I, w- I want to sing his praises because he came out of that hearing and he specifically shook each one of our hands, told us how sorry he was that happened the way that he did. And he is such a champion for these kids and has authored this bill. And we appreciate him. So I know he's working on language for the bill so that I can go back to the committee and hopefully be voted on. Melody, so. uh, Melody, best to you and your husband. Uh, give our best to Braylon for us and please keep us updated on this. Sure, I will. Thank you so much.